0: song what
1: take my life Ah, and let it be are we live pastor luke all right good morning i'm pretending that all of your beautiful faces are in front of me this morning even though i'm seeing empty chairs but we love you and we miss you all and very very thankful that we get to be together and worship together this morning and uh listen to pastor luke and all of you at home um I hope you are doing well. Father, thank you for today. We are truly blessed. Very, very blessed. We need to remember that. With every breath we get to take, we need to be thankful. Lord, I pray your blessing, your blessing over your people today, that you would protect them and keep them, as Catherine says, in uncertain times, because truly they are uncertain. We don't know. There are a lot of questions. A lot of uh, wondering. But, Father, I pray that we wouldn't wonder anymore because we know who we believe in and we know that you are taking care of the whole situation. You're taking care of us in the middle of uncertain times. Thank you, Father, for your blessing. Questions. We praise you, Father, in the middle of uncertainty. We praise you, Father, in the middle of the shaking. And I pray, Father, that your believers will stand faithful, will stand true, will be unshaken. Because we stand with you. We stand with you, Father. And you are our strength. You are our song. You are our breath. Father, you are everything that we need. Everything. Thank you, Lord, for what you are doing. What you are always doing. You are good, God. You are good. Always. Father, I pray that faith would grow. Pray, Father, over Pastor Luke as he shares the word today. That it will go forth in power and in might. Father, I pray that you would stop the cop from coming. That he would be able to speak clearly without interruption. I just pray your blessing over him. Bless him today. Praise you, Father.
2: In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Man, I just want to sit here and listen to that all day long. This was just not long enough. Well, Nexus Church, we of course miss you all very much, and. I'm going to do my best to continue to look up at the camera today. That is definitely a struggle I had all last week. i um, just used to looking at the people, and I like the responses. I like the facial expressions, and I don't get that from a camera, and I always want to look down at the worship team and, and just interact with them, and I don't can't do that because you guys are up there, and so I want to do that for your good um, of course, this week things are definitely different uh, again as we continue to adjust as the government uh, changes things, but um, as I made mention in an email and in my Facebook post yesterday... Uh, if you need anything, please reach out. Um, I am not sick anymore. I sound like I am, but I'm just getting over uh, the cough and all the garbage that was in my body, uh, but I'm not contagious anymore, and so I definitely want to be here for you if you need anything. Um, And then lastly, uh, before we get into uh, the word for today, uh, thank you all so very much who continue to uh, support us here at the church. Um, Of course, we still have bills to pay. And more than anything, uh, there's many opportunities right now for us in our community to reach out and to help. The community needs us now and is asking for help. And so this is our opportunity to shine. And it's because of your support and your continued um, tithes and offerings that we can do that. And so uh, the two main ways to do that is to either give online at nexuschurchmn.com and click on the give button and it'll take you to that page. And there's a bunch of different ways you can give on there um if you want to you see my vehicle parked out front uh during the week you can always stop by and give in a donation box or you can mail uh your offering to nexus church at 246 kendall avenue north and that's thief river falls minnesota 56701 uh it's 246 kendall avenue north uh and we appreciate it so very much um this week, as I've been uh, kind of dealing with this sickness, I've been doing a lot of thinking on the bed. I haven't been able to read, unfortunately, because when I'm sick, I am definitely just out for the count. So I, I don't do much more than just sit at the couch and think a lot. And uh, I've been able to, to process this message a little bit today. And over the last few weeks, we've been talking about how how do we respond to this this new life and the first thing that we really wanted to talk about is uh, the fact that Jesus is still the same. He is still good. He is still for us. And he will never leave us. And last week we talked about this favorite passage of mine found in Second Kings 6 uh, where Elisha tells, tells his servant to look out and see all those who are for them. And they are much greater, much mightier than those who are against them. And so today, we want to turn our attention to how do we respond now to this situation? We know that God is for us. We know that this did not take God by surprise, but what do we do? How how do we live our life? And hopefully, over the course of this time, we can get to the point where we finally can be truly the light that Jesus has called us to be. And that's the ultimate goal that I want for each of us today, because as the world continues to, to freak out, to look for solutions, to, to look for some kind of hope, we have the opportunity to stand out and to stand strong. And that is my hope for you today, is that you can get beyond what, what this world is doing in, in fear and anxiety and doubt and you can, you can be all that God has called you to be. It's understandable that we're going to have fear. It's understandable that we're going to have worry and wonder what's going to happen next and who's going to get sick and will we have the finances to get through. It's understandable to experience those, but at the end of the day, we want to be different we want to to shine for jesus and, and the bible is very clear about this it says in second corinthians 5:17 that when we ask jesus to come into our life we are a new creation the old things are gone we have a new life and so based upon that that scripture we need to live like that and how do we do that well romans 12:2 this is paul again speaking and he says, we don't be conformed to the image of this world. We don't, we don't allow this information to overwhelm us, but we get transformed. We don't conform, we get transformed by the renewing of our mind. I love that passage. Paul's saying, It's understandable you're going to experience these things, but we don't allow that to influence us. Instead, we get transformed by the renewing of this new life that has come inside us. And that is through Jesus. We're going to go through the same things we always have. I love how uh, Paul says this in Romans 7. I read this in my devotionals this week. And I want to share about it. Because this was really powerful to me. He, he goes back and forth. And he says, those things that I don't want to do, I end up doing. And those things that that... I know I should do, I don't do it. And there's this battle inside of me. And this is Paul. This is one of our, our main uh, guys that we look up to in the Bible. Man, if I could be like Paul, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be there, man. That would be so awesome. But yet he still struggles just like we do with that battle of, of, of dealing with this fear that's around us. And, and, and not rising up and being the light of Jesus. He had that same struggle. But yet, he wanted to press in and to be more like Jesus. And so he pushed all those things aside and he kept pressing in towards the goal of being more like Jesus. And see, here's the the point that we want to get to today. We are different. You are different. You are not the same anymore. You're going to struggle with those things, but you are different. You are a new creation. And though you still may struggle with those things from the past, you are new and you need to continue to strive to become more like Christ. And so how should you respond in this season of fear, in this season of unknown, in this season of will things ever be the same again? Sure, the government's going to to put in trillions of dollars into our economy to help us to get through this season. But What's going to happen to the government? Like trillions of dollars need to be put back into the bank eventually. Uh, we have all these doubts and all these concerns. How do we respond? Well, we go back to what the Bible says. And in John 14, 1, we read these simple words from Jesus. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Today, I'm going to be sharing a lot of different passages. I usually don't do this. And so if you want to write these passages down, get a get a pen out, get a piece of paper out, scratch paper, and write these down and go back to them later. We're going to talk about three ways that we could respond, and they're going to build off of each other uh, throughout the, the, the morning today. And the first one, we're going to live by faith. That's the first way we're going to respond today. The second way is we're going to be sacrificial. And then the third way is we're going to share the hope of Jesus. So we're going to have those three ways we're going to respond today. And we're going to have a bunch of scriptures that's going to fall in line with each of those. And so get a pen out, get a paper out, live. Choice number one, if you want today, I'm going to live by faith. Choice number two is I'm going to be sacrificial. And choice number three is I'm going to share the hope of Jesus. These are choices that you have to choose to make every morning when you get up. I'm going to choose to do this because you're going to have fear staring at you in the face. Your phone's going to have all sorts of updates on it. Your social media is going to be telling you all these things that you need to know. Um, If you've uh, subscribe to the email from the Minnesota Department of Health like I have. You're going to get updates on what new things popped up today in our, in our state uh, in regards to COVID. All these things you need to be informed about, but we cannot let them conform us into the image of fear. We need to be transformed into the image of Christ. And so the first way is we're going to wake up every morning. And we're going to choose to live by faith not by fear and this goes back to John 14 1 do not let your hearts be troubled okay we have to understand the situation these people were in that Jesus was speaking to these were people who were surrounded by Roman authorities who were there to guard and to protect Any kind of chaos from happening that would rise up against the Roman rule. They were there to punish those who had not fallen underneath the Roman rule. And Jesus says, don't be troubled over them watching over you. They also had the Sadducees, the Pharisees, and all other sorts of seas out there watching over them. Demanding that they act a certain way, they do a certain thing. And Jesus says to them, do not let your hearts be troubled. This is good stuff. But he didn't stop there. So, so stop being afraid. And then he goes on to say in verse 27 of chapter 14. Peace I leave with you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Now if I was the disciples, I would have stopped there. And I would have been like, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, first of all, we have the Romans watching over us, guarding us. Uh, about to attack at any moment they see any kind of disruption we have all these seas watching over us making sure that we're doing the right things and now you're saying that you're going to leave us peace that means you're going somewhere that means you're leaving us i I would be like no you're not jesus you're not leaving us we need you you're the only protection we have but jesus says i'm going to leave you with my peace that peace is for us today i know so many people who have just such fear such disruption in their spirit over what's going on around them and jesus is saying today i'm giving you peace i don't give as the world gives so do not let your hearts be troubled and don't be afraid i understand finances may be Going very quickly and there's not much hope of being able to rebound from this anytime soon You might own a small business and that business might not make it through this There might be many churches who close the doors after this is all said and done because the finances dried up and there's no hope left There's many things that that we can choose to have fear and to doubt And to be full of angst but Jesus says, I'm leaving you peace. And I love how the New Living Translation puts it. It puts it, I am leaving you with a gift of peace. I'm leaving you with a gift. This is something that you have to choose to open. Jesus is saying, alright, alright, I'm giving you peace, but unless you open that gift, unless you say, I'm going to receive it, it's powerless. It's just sitting there waiting. He wants you to open it. And it's not of this world. It's something that you have to press into Him with. So not only is Jesus giving us peace, but He's also giving us power. Listen to 2 Timothy 1 7. This is one of my favorite passages. God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity. That is of the world. That is of the enemy. What has God given us? A spirit of power, love. And the New Living Translation puts it self-discipline. I, I much prefer a sound mind. That's the New King New, King's, New King James translation, if I can speak today. A sound mind. We need a sound mind. Every single person listening today I know has battled with this at some point during this week or last month. We're struggling. Our minds are pressed. We're we're just out of our routine. We as people like routines, most of us do. We like to get up and know what to expect and know where where we're going and where the kids are going to be and how we can have our, our, our moments in the day where we can have our peace. That's been blown up. And Jesus is saying, I haven't given you a spirit of fear and timidity, but a power, love, and sound mind, peace. That's so good. And God wasn't like, oh man... This this outbreak in China, I, I didn't see that coming. What am I going to do now? And he's not currently panicking, saying this thing has gotten out of control. We have no way of getting it back. God is in control. He has the power. And we need to have faith, not fear. You have to choose that today. Second Corinthians 5, 7 says it perfectly. We live by faith. Not by sight. Will you choose to live by faith? Second, today is we are going to live sacrificially, not in a selfish way. Now, I totally get this. This is my first response, and I know most people, this is a natural response. When something like this comes up and the unknown rears its ugly head and you don't know whether your finances are going to make it, if somebody you know is going to get sick, if you're going to get sick, if somebody you know passes away, you don't know if you're ever going to go out and be able to do anything fun again. The first response is, is to shrink back and to get selfish. Right? That's what every kid does from 2 years old all the way up to 200 we, when something gets taken away, we want it. We want to say, give it back to me. Give it back to me, right? You don't have to wonder about a two-year-old selfishness because the moment you take something away that they have, they want it back. And we're no different. Stuff has been taken away from us. Some of our freedom has been taken away from us. Some of our our, our comfort has been taken away from us. And it doesn't matter if you're a billionaire Somewhere on a coast or on an island or you're living under a bridge somewhere. Freedom has been taken away from us. We're all in the same boat. And this is an opportunity for us to rise above our selfishness and to live sacrificially. Listen to Philippians 2, 3, and 4 where Paul says, don't be selfish. I just love how he says this sometimes. This is like, boom, right in your face. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others as better than yourself. I don't know about you, but that's really hard for me to do. I always think of myself better than other people. It's maybe a sinful thing that is me and nobody else. But I always like to think of myself as better than what I really am. He goes on to say, don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. Now, we have to remember, these people in the New Testament, in the early church, these people, when they came to faith in Jesus, these people that Paul was writing to, they lost everything. I mean, they they could lose their family, they could lose their business or their profession, uh, they could be kicked out of the city, they could be put into prison, all because of their simple faith in Jesus. And Paul is saying, don't be selfish. Think of others more than yourself, they lost everything. But see, that's the high call of being a follower of Christ. We are no longer our own. We are a new creation that was bought by Christ, and now we have a high standard to live by. We will not be selfish like the rest of the world. We will be sacrificial. That's hard for us as Christians in America to call out because we all are selfish at some level we are selfish listen to the way the christians in the early church lived this is right from acts 2 uh, verses 44 and 45 they were all together all believers they were all together and had everything in common They sold property and possessions to give anyone who had need. They didn't hoard. They didn't take the last supplies. They sold whatever they had left that wasn't taken from them when they believed in Jesus. They sold it all and they gave to the needs of those around them. They gave it all. That is so different than what we live in. But I really believe that God wants to bring good out of the evil that's been brought upon us in America. I really believe that with all of my heart. God could have taken COVID right out of America before it even entered. He could have. But God wants to do something good out of this. He wants us as believers to become sacrificial and not selfish. And we have lived this way For so long in America that we don't even understand we live this way. And God's saying, I want you to be sacrificial. You have so much, America. You have so much. Stop keeping it to yourself and give. Give to those who are in need. And every day they continue to meet together in the early church. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Man, this might be radical, but I don't know about you, but when I get done with this whole being shelter and place business, I so look forward to being with people again. And by nature, I'm more of an introverted person. I like my time alone. But I also like being with people. People feed and, and fill me. They bring me hope. They get me out of my selfish bubble and help me to see again that helping others truly is more of a blessing to me than it is to them. And I think there's, a, there's something that God wants to teach every single one of us in this season. And that's it's so much better to give than to receive. You will benefit it so much more. When you can get into the mindset of every day waking up saying, how can I be a blessing? Instead of receiving, receiving, receiving. Be a blessing. Give to those daily who are in need. Like the early church. The early church is the model that we are to follow. And so we live by faith. We are sacrificial. And lastly, we will shine the light of jesus we will not hide it i know myself i have a tendency to to be cautious and to be careful and and in a sense as romans 1 16 says I'm, I'm in a sense ashamed of the gospel because i want to be careful that i don't offend but here jesus says in matthew five fourteen and 16 how we're truly supposed to live our lives as christians he says you are the light of the world a town that there's gonna be so many and I realize that, you know, we're supposed to stay, you know, in this social distancing and now staying at home. Uh, we're, we're really limited in who we can connect with and who we're rubbing shoulders with on a daily basis. But there's still people that you have influence over every day, whether it's online or through a phone message or some kind of way of working things out that you see them at the store or in passing while you're walking You'll have opportunities to speak into people's lives who are unsettled. They're unsure. They're anxious. Like I said before, this impacts not only the poorest of the poor, but the richest of the rich. There are people right now who have so much money and they, they can't do anything with it because they have to stay safe away from this virus. And so they are questioning, what is all this money worth? Why do I do what I do? This is pointless. They're unsettled. They're unsure. They're questioning. And you, you have the hope of Jesus. You have the light of Jesus inside of you. And you can be a difference maker. You can rise above the fear that you're experiencing. And you can bring hope to a world that is so far from God and so hopeless right now. So fearful. Friends, here's what you are. You are faith-filled hope dealers. You are faith-filled hope dealers. You are light shiners. You are love givers. And here's what I know. This virus may be contagious. It is. There's no doubt. But I'm praying that you are even more contagious with the love of Jesus. That is what you have inside of you. I believe that this hope of Jesus will spread faster than any virus around the world. Because hope is contagious. We're going to look at that next week. The fact that hope is contagious. And that it will spread faster than any disease. And so as the world grows darker, the light of Jesus is going to shine brighter. And that is put on you. God could have taken this virus out in an instant, but God wants to do something in you and through you that's never been done before. Never been done before. And so I want to close this time together with a passage from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7-9. through This is you today. He says, We have this treasure in jars of clay. To show that this all surpassing power is from God and not from us. One of the most powerful statements ever comes next. We are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted. But not abandoned. We are struck down. But not destroyed. Today you have a choice. I understand that you are perplexed, that you are hard pressed, that you are, you've been shaken. I understand that, but today is a, is the day That you take the stand of I'm in fear, I'm in doubt, I'm perplexed, I don't know what to do. I'm going to make that decision today where I'm going to say no more. I am not going to live this way anymore. I'm going to choose to live by faith. Faith that God is in control. Faith that God is good. He's going to get me through this. He's not going to waver. And then I'm going to take that next step and I'm going to start not just being faith-filled... But I'm going to be sacrificial. I'm going to give to others. When God puts something in my heart to do, I'm going to do it. I may be scared. I may not know for sure if this is the right thing to do, but He put that in my heart. And if God puts something in my heart, I know that He's not going to leave me there alone. He's going to go with me. And then not only am I going to be sacrificial, but I'm going to complete this triangle. And I'm going to share the love of Jesus because that's the most important thing that I can choose to do. That is the most important choice that I will choose every day is to share the hope of Jesus to others. Will you do that? Will you share the hope of Jesus? It is the only thing that will solve what the world is facing today. This this world isn't facing a virus. This world is facing fear. This world is facing something it's never been faced with before. But the hope of Jesus will take it away and the fear will be dissolved. It is your choice. Will you choose that today? Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you, Father, that we can be faith-filled hope dealers today. That we can wake up every morning and maybe this isn't just a once-in-the-morning thing. Maybe this is a daily, uh, hourly thing that we choose hourly to be faith-filled hope dealers, to be sacrificial, to deliver the hope of Jesus to those around us. Father, we have the most opportunistic time ever in the history of this world to help everybody to know the love of Jesus. They're waiting The harvest is, the ripest it's ever been, God. And so I pray that we will reach out with the hope of Jesus and deliver it with confidence. Confidence. God, fill your people right now. Fill your people. And give them the Holy Spirit, the only thing that can deliver us, the only thing that can give us the strength, that can give us the peace. And I'm so thankful, Father, that we know this too shall pass. And when we come on the other side, God, we're going to be so thankful that we can still come together and we can still worship in this place together. And we look forward to that day in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, Nexus Church. Thank you for joining us. And I look forward to seeing you right here again on The Digital World next week. Bye-bye.